guys. Welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 84. Okay, Lauren, as of today, we are recording on October 15th. We are officially 19 days from the presidential election. The presidential election of our lifetime. The most important (laughs) presidential election of our entire lifetime, as we're being told. Yeah, as we are being told. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It is crazy. Where where are you at? Do you know what I mean? George told me the debates are canceled from here on out. Is that true? I don't know. George said that. I and I was one shocked. Was I know one of them was because Trump had COVID, but I don't know. I'm George so said out that, of like, it. And they, George, well, he has his opinions of why, but just that, yeah, it, it canceled. And I was like, it really? I don't know if that's a fact, but that's. I actually trust that because he listens to it nonstop. But yeah, we'll I, I was shocked by that. I'm like, the debates are kind of a crucial element. Oh, and I love the debates. Yeah. I think they're super helpful. I don't know. Did you why. watch the vice president one? I, I did. did. I did yeah. not. Did yeah. you? Were you impressed? Good. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was way, way better than, than the, the first presidential <laughs> right. one. Yeah. Right. I thought no. it was good. Um, how are How are you going to vote? I'm I'm going to try and go in person. Well, yeah. I am going in person. Yes. Yeah. I always do. I don't I, know why. I'm I'm just like lazy about the mail in thing for some right. reason. Catching and I the dates don't and ever stuff. like follow through. Or, I don't know. So I always go in person. No, George is pretty insistent that I go in person just with this election being a little, you know, who knows. Yeah. He doesn't want anything getting lost or stolen out of the mail or something weird. So I'm going in person as well. And we have to get our sticker. Yeah, gotta have the sticker. (laughs) I think it does make the experience a little more official. I do too. And George is like, hey, I can get out of work to do it. Let's go. Yeah. I totally think so. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. All right, guys. Well, in this episode, we are gonna be talking about friendships. For our children, not as adults, we talk a lot about like mom friends and the importance of adult friendships, but today we're going to take a different spin and we're going to actually talk about how we can help our children make friends, make good friends. Right. And also the influence friends have on our kids and teenagers' lives, especially. Yeah, because it's major. Right. We all know that. Really, once they kind of hit like ninth grade, they really are with like the teens and their friends and peers probably 75% of the day with us even barely a quarter of their day. And like instantly, your opinion doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) You have like no influence anymore. Now the opinion of their friends is like the rule and all they care about. You Isn't know what I mean? Isn't that scary? You feel like you really have till they're like 14 to like mold them and then they're kind of like doing their thing. So, but yeah, we're going to talk all about it and get even into the teen and high school years to kind of yeah. elaborate more on that. I know because sometimes we kind of ne- neglect those I know because we're not there, but we are, I mean, close enough that we have to look ahead too. Totally. And I feel like I can still very vividly remember my teenage years. Oh, totally. And be like, put myself in those shoes and what those feelings were. Oh yeah. Even today, driving the kids to school, a Backstreet Boys song came on (laughs) and I literally was like, you guys, this song came out in seventh grade and I can like (laughs) literally take me back to exactly where and what I was wearing and all the things. So it's like, it is very, a very vivid, fun, crazy time in their lives. <laughs> you it's, mean the backstreet old men? Yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's so funny that you even say that. Cause he's like, are they dead now? I was like, what? The backstreet boys? Tristan said that. I was like, no, they're like 45, 50. They're only 10 years older than me. Come on. I was 10. They were 20. Okay. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. That's so funny. Oh my I know. gosh. It's like considered oldies now. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, we're going to spend the majority of the time talking all about friendships and then we will wrap it up with our hits and misses of the week. Um, so let's just dive right in. Let's talk about 
helping our children make friendships in their early years. And this is definitely relevant to us right now because as you might have seen on our stories, we've kind of talked about in past episodes, we have started at a new school this week together. Yeah. And, um, well, kind of. Our older kids, some of our kids have been there, but all the kids are in now and accepted and we're super excited. They're at the same campus. But with anything new and any sort of change comes lots of feelings and uh, like, you know, in a whole new experience. So we've been thinking about this. We have meeting new kids, having to put themselves out there, making new friends and making good friends. Yeah. I mean, did you ever let's like go back in our own stories. Did you ever switch schools? No, I didn't either. I was like K through 12, right in the neighborhood schools, pretty much most of the same kids all the way through. So no, I I never did either. Like the kids I went to preschool with, I graduated with pretty Mm -hmm. much. Pretty much. And And especially you like in a smaller town. Yeah. But even for me, like I grew up in like North Phoenix and it was just like you kind of went to the corner school and everybody did. And it was great elementary school. We had a fun, great experience. And then the middle school and we were middle schools there not junior highs. It was mm-hmm. a middle school, seventh and eighth. And then you went on to high school. Yeah. So, and honestly, a lot of the only time I feel like I really saw a separation from eighth to ninth grade, a half of my friends went to a private school oh. and then a half of us went to the public high school, but yeah. that's really the only time. But so I was comfortable and like knew most of the faces all yeah. along the way. Well, I think that's why we've been struggling a little bit this oh, week yeah. and having some feelings of like mom guilt in are we and doing the right the thing second guessing it. it yeah but, but I, I have to say yeah I don't feel like my kids have skipped a beat no and we were saying kids are so resilient yeah. like and we were saying too it's funny we feel like at the beginning these beginning years every year is like starting all over because there's they don't know everyone in their grade they're really with the same 25 kids of their class and so first, second, even into third, you're still just kind of relearning, making new friends every year. And they just kind of learn those skills. And those are important skills. I will say kind of living in this part of town, or maybe it's 2020, it's a thing now. I feel like people jump around though and move around schools or try different things out a lot more today than like they would have back in our time. Totally. And I don't know if it's just, there's more options you have just more antsy demanding parents that want different things. I don't know what it I, is. Yeah, I think it's probably the perfect storm. People are more informed. People have more options. Some schools cater to other needs more. Out here, we actually have schools that kind of cater to like the talent, the musical talents the arts and the art and, talents yeah. and things like that. So I, yeah, I think you definitely have more options than you did 30 years ago. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? But anyway, okay, well, let's dive right in. So on the the article that we're going to kind of be going off of, there is a psychologist who kind of guides the article, and she's a psychology professor at Emory University. And I'm going to kick it off with this quote. She says, there's good evidence that friends and friendships can have profound effects, not only on social and emotional development, but also in domains such as mental health and academic adjustment. So what she goes on to talk about is that friendship is a true necessity for children. If they want to become like a whole rounded, you know, have those social emotional skills to really function as a, you know, like successful child, yeah, a a well adjusted adult. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, 
I personally can say as someone who struggled with mental health in their teenage years, I had such amazing friends, but I saw other kids who had really bad friends who did like kind of drag them down. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that is such the story now when you said like they get to 14, 15 years old, those friendships are like everything. Yes, they are. And you just want them to have good friends, don't you? And yeah, we'll, we'll go in more into the teens, but really, um, my husband and I have talked about multiple times, like the choices they make, that the, the places they are, the people they're with, that that's really dependent on their friends and yeah. the type of friends they have and the quality that they're a good influence or a bad influence. Yeah. Cause easily, and they want to do what their friends are doing. They, they think they trust and like their friends or this will make my friends like me. So it's always like, it's such the peer pressure hard thing. You really just want them to be surrounded with someone with the same morals and qualities that's going to uplift them instead of, you know, tear oh them gosh. down and make bad choices. Totally. That affects everything. Totally. And I have to say, so I have seen such, okay, let me, let me backtrack. So throughout COVID, I think I've said on the podcast here and there that my daughter is my oldest child. She's about to be eight and she can have her sassy moments. I think I've said that her like natural personality is like the sweetest thing ever. She's mm-hmm. my saving grace so many days. We say that about our girls. Totally. But so through through COVID, like all the months just being at home, I feel like we did really just get in our own groove. Things were chill. Like it wasn't too d- demanding. I didn't see a lot of attitude. But no joke, like the second she went back to in-person school and was around some friends who I wasn't crazy about the influence they had on her, she came home with the biggest attitude, talking to me so disrespectfully. Like, I had to be like, whoa, girlfriend, you are not allowed to talk to me like that. Like, a- the first day back. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy? I can tell when Tr- or Evelyn, my daughter specifically, hangs out with certain people, because she'll kind of come back with a little yes. bit different of a mood or a mode, and I'm like, girl, yeah. Check yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Calm down. I know yeah. you get maybe got fired up over there, but whatever. Oh, my so, gosh. But- I mean, to backstory, Sarah, what she's meaning, she's, she went back to full-time school a few weeks ago at her old school. Yeah. And then we both started a new school this yeah. week. Yeah, so exactly. She's been back, kind of back with some old friends and back at the prior campus. Who I so, have not been crazy about for two years. Right. Because so it's kind of, hence the shift yeah, and the change. It's for, been her coming home with like playground drama at literally five and six years old. And I'm like, really? We're dealing with this already? Right. You know? And I'm just like, can't you just all be kind to each other? And the one thing, Lauren, that I heard over and over again is she said she's not going to be my friend if I don't blah, blah, blah. No. She's not my friend if blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm scared she's not going to be my friend, mom. Uh, she tells me she doesn't want to be around me anymore and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <gasps> no. Well, first of all, I absolutely hate that statement. I know. I'm not going to be your friend. And usually it's followed with a if. And mm-hmm. if your children say that, please teach them not to say that or I talk know. to them now. Because honestly, I have like nipped that in the bud so fast with my kids because I cannot stand when I hear that from another child. And because usually it's the if. So it's this circumstantial, yeah. like if you don't give me your treat or if you don't give me the swing or if you're not going to play my game or my way. Yeah. Like I just, oh, I hate that. And I know it's a very common thing with kids, even when they're like three and four, they just, that that yeah. sentence comes out of their mouth. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We are always friends. Yes. And you can compromise, talk it out, figure it out. We're not ifs. And Mm-mm. it's not circumstantial stuff to yeah. be my friend. And I hate that, but it is so commonly said. Oh, I know. And I got to the point last year where I was like, 
say fine and move on. Yeah, say, walk okay, away. Fine. Moving on. You know totally. what I mean? Like Absolutely. you can do without that friend. Totally. Move on, it's, girlfriend. It's funny because Evelyn was on the other end. And it's funny because Evie is my most easygoing child. Yeah. And probably, and she's a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And probably to a little bit to her demise there because it's, she she never, in, in her last school, and we had a great experience there, but she never really truly connected really well. Like never had a best friend, yeah. someone she talked about all the time. She kind of just floated around with other girls. And then you got a lot of like kind of comments, this or that. And Evie is like a really mature soul. So I don't know if it was some of that. She just wasn't like relating to them or yeah. if maybe she was like being too reserved or they were being, I don't know. But I, that would like broke my heart too, because she just never found that solid friendship. And so I think that's like, and in this article, it talks about how we play a big role in like really solidifying as parents and moms, solidifying those friendships. I know. So let's talk about that really quick. So some of the things that they say is as parents, we need to really, especially in the younger years. So when they're starting off at school and things like that, really play an active role in encouraging them to make friends. Yeah. So for example, a way I mean, it's really simple to do, but when they leave for school in the morning, I always say, okay, talk to a new person today, go introduce yourself, be kind, be loving, you know, whatever. And then funny enough, since our twin, your twins and my daughter, Kate, were starting school late, I was really concerned that she would cling to Evie, cling to your daughter and not make other friendships. Oh, totally. And so I had to have a discussion with her like, hey, don't just you know, band together with Evie, like make sure you, you meet all the people and, oh, and, and I said the make same. names. I yeah. said, Evie, you bring a friend to lunch and she'll bring a friend to lunch and yeah. you, you all four can hang out yeah. and whatever. So I know? think it's literally like having little game plans with your yeah. children, like just helping to set them up for success of ways totally. they can kind of, and I, I'm so funny, even with my kindergartner, I'm like, Okay, I want you to say, hi, my name's Landon. What's your yeah, name? Yeah, you know, we yeah. like practice it. Ask the questions. <laughs> exactly. But they're so yeah. little and they don't get those like social skills. So it's kind of up to us to like yeah. teach them how. Tell them what your name is. See if they like Power Rangers. Yeah. Ask them, do they play football? Like see what they like to do yeah. or what you can do on the playground together. I know. It's so funny. But I think there are so many ways as moms and dads that we can really kind of give them little skills to do it in their early years. And then also kind of taking an interest and checking in with their teacher every now and then. And I don't think that's a bad thing to do. Not being like pushy or invasive, but I would always check in with Kate's teacher just to be like, hey, is everything going okay socially in the classroom? Is there anything I need to address as a parent? Is anything going on? Because I know sometimes she can be pushy. She's a firstborn, you know, and she kind of sometimes. And so I like to just do a health check maybe three times a year with the teacher and check in on like those social things. Right. Because she's observing all that. Oh, yeah. It's like I, I agree that it's good to be on the same. page. And I will say last year in the spring, the teacher responded to me and she was like, oh, wow, I'm really glad you asked me this because I do have some concerns about Kate and another you know, girl in the class and it was who I had already been concerned about, you know? And so she was like, I've been encouraging Kate to maybe, you know, make different friends and things like that. She was pretty much reaffirming to me that it's not a good influence. Yes. And they, the two personalities just don't work well together. That's what she was trying to tell me. And so 
I don't think there's anything wrong with checking in with the teacher. Totally. Look at, look at them as your partner and their eyes on the ground Absolutely. all day. Absolutely. Um, another thing, which we definitely do, you really do it, is invest in extracurricular activities. Yeah. Girlfriend, you're oh, a queen of this. You're, you're, well, you're sweet. I don't no, know. Seriously. I, I mean, I don't, I might, or I'm the queen or I'm just crazy. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do like to have my kids involved in sports and especially now because we're going to a different school. Like I want him to stay connected. Most of my kids stay connected with like the neighborhood friends yeah. or the church friends. And so, you know, getting them in a football team together or practice together or, a, you know, a sports clinic or something. Yeah. Dance class. It's always fun. Yeah. So, I can think, I think it's a really neat way for them to make friends. Like when I look back on my childhood, some of my like very best friends to this day were all developed at the dance studio, you know, because we had that shared passion and things like that. And I know it can kind of be an investment sometimes because you're like, is this all just money down the toilet? Right. But it really does help them mold into like a well-rounded. Well, and I think there's something to be said, like being on a team and team effort and working together or a dance class, a dance team or whatever. I I just think that like skill of working together and encouraging each other, following instructions, right. Following a leader, a teacher and having them also influence them and motivate them to be better and better, you know, influence for each other too. So yeah, I, I think it's, I totally think it's worth it. It's funny coming again off of COVID, you know, when we have this dry spell and we're all just home and our schedules are canceled and nothing to go to. And some there is a beautiful thing about that too, about yeah. having time with your siblings and being home. So it's a fine balance. And as it I'm is. coming into the fall and back to kind of a little bit more normalcy, I am going to be a little bit more choosy of how we spend our time, Yeah, but I do think it's a great thing. It's a great way to socialize your kids for sure. And the other way to really do that, especially when they're young, is to host play dates dates. or or organize play dates. You don't have to host, but this was our lifeline five years ago. Well, play dates for like the toddler years is a lifeline for mom and child. Like, let's be real. That's the time for both of you to socialize, get out of the house. I think it's your saving grace. It is. And so if you're not doing well again we're in covid but like after you feel comfortable you know post covid and if you're not doing play dates with those little ones like do yourself a favor and set something up like at the park we we would go to chick-fil-a a lot and oh, let the kids absolutely well i guess you can't do chick-fil-a, Chick-fil-A now. Still closed. i know we actually went yeah. today i after our dentist appointment the kids wanted to go in i'm like it's still closed. oh my gosh but wasn't there just something wonderful oh. about just getting out of the house oh of course changing the scenery and babies or whatnot absolutely and i think too to follow that is i think you take a friendship to the next level. This sounds so silly. We were talking about like second graders, but you do take a friendship kind of to the next level when they come to your home and your mom gets to meet them and you know their name and their face and, and they get to spend time together at your house with your toys and, or their house or whatever. So I do think it, it does evolve again at that point, a lot of effort because you're like running around with sports. You've had a long day. They've been at school. Like sometimes the last thing you wanted, like more bodies at your house. But I do think there's something to be said, especially with the school friends, the friends that you only see at school. I think you just build that bond a little bit. And so, cause can't you remember writing home on the, you get to go ride home to, totally. that you took the note and you got to ride home on your friend's bus to their house and play after totally. school. Like you looked forward to it all day. Yeah. You're like, I got to go to their house yeah. today after school. Oh my gosh. I know. So, I mean, there is something super fun and exciting about that too. And I, I think it is really impactful on their friendship. I totally agree with that. And then one of the other big, big points that 
I really think is modeling good behavior yeah. for your child. And and I do, and so what that means is like showing your child how to be a friend yeah. and that you have friends and, you know, talking about friendship and how important it is and stuff like that. And I feel like we are very lucky that we have each other from college. And I know that a lot of times people don't have a lot of friends at this stage in life yeah. because you just get so busy and the babies and drowning and all of it. I totally get that too. But yeah, just kind of modeling that behavior of caring about friendships, I think. Absolutely. And yeah, prioritizing um, that scene. I think our kids are really exposed to it, that we have a lot of friends and a lot of plans. And I think that therefore makes it kind of important to my kids that they have friends and that they spend time. And I can mean, oh my gosh, I can be the biggest pushover. When after school, I'm like, no, we're not. You really are. I am a pushover. (laughs) I really am. You're the fun mom. No, I just, I'm like, today we're just going to do homework and stay in. And next thing I know, it's six neighbors are outside or they're in my house or they're there. And I'm just like, what happened to just like hanging home today? Ah, I know. But they like thrive off of it. I guess I can't blame them because I'm very much that way too. I know. No. Oh, totally. I, I totally agree. And I do think just talking about friendships with your kids is super important. So like at the end of the day, even with your older ones, like Tristan, your 10 year old, 12, 13, just kind of do a health check. Like, hey, how was school today? Like, did, who were who you hanging around? Who'd you sit with at lunch? Like, just ask some pointed questions. Pointed questions. Yeah. The lunch one, I think, is a big one, especially early on in the yeah. year when they're, like, starting to, like, get comfortable and meet people. Yeah. Because you just kind of want to know where they're at. If they did sit alone, did they oh, have yeah. a friend? Did they sit with a bunch of friends? Like, Oh, I'm crazy. I ask such pointed questions. Yes. I'm like, so who did you walk next to in the hall? <laughs> did you did you go to the bathroom today? Who'd you go to the bathroom with? Like, I'm I asking know. crazy I pointed know. questions. But I'm well, like, I want to get a visual in my head of what she's doing. Yes. And I'm crazy. Know, it's funny. I we at this new school, I've given up the bus stop and we've talked about that before. And Sad I, day. RIP. I, I know. Rest <laughs> in peace. I am still in mourning, very <sighs> much so. But I will say there is something to be sad for those magic 10, 15 minutes in the car. Oh, yeah. Because that's when you can kind of pull it out of them and it's fresh and they're like really talking they're coming off with the energy of school and this happened and I saw this person and they did this and they said this and it was funny and totally and so I haven't had that for a long time because I have had the bus for a few years and so doing carpool and doing the the pickup and stuff again I'm like it's fun yeah it kind of is you kind of get that exposure and I do think yeah it's worth that time to get those little minutes of talking well and I remember in my growing up years I remember hearing a mom somewhere say that the most spiritual talks, like religious discussions that she's had with her children have been on the ride home from school. Really? I remember hearing that and being like, oh, that's interesting. Because the one who said it, they had about a 20-minute drive to and from school. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of cool. I mean, but I can see how that very much happens. Because it's like fresh, fresh fresh problems. You need mom. Fresh emotions. Yes. And you're coming off of like a really good day, a rough day, or even like academically where things are at. Like, I just think you can pull a lot out of them. So do that. Do your job and ask the questions. Yes. Ask those questions. Don't sit in silence. Don't play the music. Don't let them play on the phone. Like, talk to them. Totally. I think that's huge. And the last way I want to throw out there of things we can do to really help encourage good friendships is 
make sure the friendships that they have are healthy and good relationships for them. And what that means is kind of going back to like Kate, the story I said, like, did they come home more improved and like better or are they picking up like bad traits bad and habits, becoming too materialistic or becoming like, you know, too catty or whatever, yes, or like because, sassy and all the yeah, things. Yeah, right. because I think we've definitely seen that. And then I don't know, I think it's just a personal decision there of like how you navigate that and move away from those friendships. I don't really know. Cause you don't ever want to like not be someone's friend. Of course. And you want to teach people to be kind to others. Absolutely. As, uh, you want to be that influence of kindness, not, Oh, you're, you're, I'm too good for you. Right. Or I don't, I don't, I'm not going to hang out with you. But then Maybe. at the same time, you need to know your worth and you need to know what you deserve and how you deserve to be treated. And that it's okay if you, you're not best friends with that person. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. And I do think again, that involves kind of a lot of work from moms it to does. be tuned in and paying attention but I do think especially as you dive into these teen years it's kind of crucial crucial because like I said earlier in the episode I just really feel that friends will make or break it for you on the choices you make I mean talking about drinking and drugs or smoking any of that crap sex yep if kids are you know being abstinent and safe or not or and those huge choices, but also just like to bullies or self-confidence how you treat people or insecurities. Those are, you just, and, and in those teen years, you just like, it's so crucial and you just want to scoop them up and make them all happy and safe. But I do feel like the friends and, and the impact that those friends have on in those years are just so crucial. So it's like picking up, noticing, listening to who and how they're, who they're with and how they're behaving with those I people. I totally agree. And Funny enough, I feel like I was just blessed with a really good group of friends. Yeah. Like my whole grade level, they were all Christian kids. We weren't of the same religion, but we were all of the same moral character, for good. lack of better words. Right, right. Boys and girls. Like, yeah. yeah, we had our little boyfriends and girlfriends, but like I wasn't really aware of anybody doing crazy drinking or drugs or like whatever. We right. we lived for Friday night football and we did Absolutely. all the things. But then my brother's grade level, whole other story. Like the friends there, it just like wasn't as wholesome as my friendships. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. And so it really had a serious impact on his life on I mean him, I have to him, say on his path and it really is just like the hand he was dealt and I feel like we do have to deal with that to some degree like you are just kind of dealt a hand of friends at right. school in high school you don't know what who, you're getting yes like you really don't who you're surrounded who you live by it's yeah. not really but also you can take it into your own hands and maybe move schools or you maybe can. move those options I, that's a big like the big extreme. But I mean, again, being like at least aware of what's going on, you can at least assess that. Yeah, absolutely. If it's necessary. Like if we're talking extreme measures, yeah. like really, this is not, my kid's going south real fast. Like absolutely. we've got to make changes. And I do think today, in, in parenting today, more than ever, you can't just sit back. Like no. you have to be involved. You have to be a step Between ahead. Social media oh my and gosh. the vaping and the new things that are out for yeah. teens that we, I mean, the the movies, the Netflix availability yeah. and all the shows. Oh. I mean, all the things that they're exposed to, we have to be. You can't just hide your head in the sand anymore no. or just be like, okay, they're off and they're or doing they're their with, thing. Oh, they're with their church friends. They're fine. No, no, it's no. not that easy anymore. It is not that easy. No. And you have to be very involved. And if anything, I just want my children, I want them to know that 
like their best friends are here in this house. Of course. You know what I mean? The yeah. people they can always trust, trust, the people they know love them unconditionally. At the end of the day, like we are here for each other. And that's, that's what it is really about. You know what I mean? And so I know, I just feel like there's such a pressure on us that can sometimes be a little overwhelming for my anxiety ridden brain. But I just think we have to be always a step ahead. Well, and it's funny because I like keep laughing at myself because I tell Sarah all the time that this this choice to move to a different school like affects a lot. And I'm already jumping ahead to high school. And everyone's like, calm down, Lauren. Yeah. He's in fifth grade. Yeah. But I like think ahead to like, okay, ninth grade's not that far. And who is he going to be with? And what teams are he going to play for? And what does this mean? Because I do think it kind of is stepping stones. Yeah. And the kind of friends, I mean, I had friends from fifth grade that I was still friends with in high school. And it's like, you know, it does kind of all add, play a part into the future. And I just want to put him in the best spot possible to make him do. succeed as any mom does. Yeah. And so that's why I get so much in my head and I stress. But um, it, it, when reading this article about teens, it kind of was talking about how, you know, we don't set up play dates per se. They kind of have their own social agenda at that point. And really when they get to 16, they have that flexibility yeah. and they can go and have fun and check in with you or have curfews and stuff, but they really make their own plans. And again, having the right quality of friends affects that. And yeah. I think also, which is like something that's going to be interesting and hard, but good for me is having the kids at your house and yeah. like opening your doors and wanting your space and your place to be a place they want to go yes. and they want to go hang out at, you know, Tristan's house and they want to go swim and have a movie and oh the, the fun friends and the girls are going over there. Let's all go and, you know, whatever. And sometimes that's hard for me. Oh, it's so hard. I, with, I, with the last that. thing I want after a crazy day on 730 on a Friday night is 10 kids over at my house hanging out till 11 o'clock. Eating all your food. Eating all my food. And making a terrible mess. Yes. And loud. And George and I just want to watch a movie in yeah. bed. Yeah. Right. I can't even think about it ahead. I like know. that's just crazy to I know. me. But... I know you. there's no place you'd rather have your kids than happy and safe at your home. Yeah. And nonetheless, having fun and knowing their friends want to be there. So it's like, again, a stepping stone to make your house a behaven and the fun a place. A welcoming place. A welcoming place yeah. if their friends want to come. And I even struggle with that to this day. Like some yeah. days I'm like, nope, go outside. I don't know. And I can be the grouchy. And I really just have to get over it because... Yeah. I want them take to a chill pill, Lauren. I want them to come, and they need to come, and that's like a really important. Twenty thing. years from now, you're going to have only quiet days. I know, okay, and you'll be missing the noisy children. I know. That's what everybody keeps telling me. You're going to miss these days. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. No, I know. It's it's so crazy to think about, but I see. I don't mind it because when I have children over, my kids are easy. Yeah. Like it doesn't no, bother they, me. They entertain each other sometimes. I guess I just like deal with the aftermath a little bit of the mess and yeah. I don't know. But no, I know. It's so it I it, it keeps my kids happy. So just to kind of wrap up the discussion, the article that I was reading from the professor, she has a quote that says parents can provide an important sounding board for children to talk about their friendships and especially their inevitable friendship challenges because those days are coming. We know that. The challenges of friendships the like you and I'm talking more teenage years like yeah. they're become especially today there's some complex issues that develop with social media and with phones and, and dating and dating and like there's a lot of challenges probably oh, yeah. coming at the teens these days and I think it's it's got to be a fine line because you want to be the sounding board for your child and you do want them to know they can tell you everything but then how do you also 
be a stern, like, how do you also enforce some boundaries? Right. Do you know what I mean? That's right. a fine line. Absolutely. Like, think about the birth control discussion or any of those really big talks of my best friend is having sex with her boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. Like, how do you navigate that as an adult? I know. As a parent? I don't know. I do think, again, it starts when they're really young and having that kind of sense of, you know, standard and morals probably in the home and where, and hopefully where the direction they're going to choose to go. I mean, I, it's crazy. I grew up and there was not many people of my faith in my high school and I was like kind of different and a lot of people knew that. But I can truly say I wasn't around alcohol or drugs. Like I'd hear stories about kids hooking up and stuff. None of my direct friends and were. And you dated the quarterback. And I, and I you dated were the, the quarterback and I did and I was a cheerleader. <laughs> but like yet I really like set the tone for my high school experience. And yet I loved high school. Oh, Mind you, I, I loved, loved it. it. I Me loved too. it. I know a lot of people like I know. didn't have a good experience or hate it. And it's like dog eat dog. And I get that. But I like loved it. I was really super involved. I tried to make lots of friends. I just had a really fun experience. Yeah. But yet I can look back and that's even, and I could say the same for ASU. Yeah. Arizona State, who is a big part known to be a party school. Totally. It's a huge school. Yeah. But I don't think I ever came across alcohol because I didn't drink. I, I'm not a drinker. I didn't drink. I don't drink. Yeah. I Because I didn't put myself around that. So I think... You find your scene. You find your yeah. scene and you find yourself and you really have to set your tone. And I think, like you said, those discussions of abstinence and those big lifelong choices. I mean, those are choices that have like long-term effects. Yeah. Um, it really comes from like within, yeah. I feel like. And yeah. that starts now. Yeah. I mean, you're molding your children right now. Because like I said, by the time they go to high school between sports practice and a hour before school and the whole day and then homework, you literally get to spend like 30 minutes a day with your I kid. Know. And I'm at, not kidding. And at that like, that's point, wild. at that age, it has to be their idea. Because if it's your idea... It doesn't. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, like they don't want to hear reverse psychology yeah, playing no, into it. True. Like, so, and that they know those things are already ingrained yeah. in them. It's just them like finding it and bringing it out themselves. Totally. And you're just that tool to be like, well, what that do you reminder. Think? Ask those right questions. Yeah. What would you do? Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> and and something that my husband and I talk about a lot. Well, not a lot, but here and there is with parenting today. I think you can't just tell your children don't do that. You have to go the extra step and explain why. Understand. Like like really give them the full scenario of like what this choice means. And I was in your shoes before. I've been there, done that. Like, you know what I mean? And so I know what we're saying here is it just takes a lot of freaking work. It does take a lot of work. (laughs) And I, and I will say too, crazy enough in these elementary years, they're learning the skills that are going to, they're going to take on into those teens. And even when they're out of your, your home, which is just wild. And what's wild for me is because I have four kids in five years. So when I hit that high school year, like even when Tristan's like a sophomore, man, that's going to fly for me because I'm going to have four spouting off in five years all through high school. And my high school experience is going to be crammed into like only a few years Mine and they're too. all going to be out, out of the house and it's going to be a wild time. It's going to be a really fun time. Like I really hope that I can like step back and enjoy that because there is such, oh my gosh, it's so much excitement with the first prom and the oh, football yeah. games and driving and all the things. The but kisses. Scary too. It's yes, crazy. I know. So I all mean, right. 
Well, that's, that's our friendship I talk. Know. Yes. It's important. And I'm sure a lot of you have experiences to share and like guidance and I know inspiration to share. So reach out to us on Instagram and share your stories if you're wanting to. We would love to hear. And you're probably already in this. And so hopefully this is just like a good like reminder. Like yeah. the days get busy and they're long. Just maybe ask an extra question today and just see how they're feeling about this or whatnot. Or a teenager, you know, maybe take them for a soda and get something out of them. Going back to our episode with Shawnee Pothier about deliberate parenting. If you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and listen to it because Shawnee talks about how with each of her children every month, she would take them to lunch. She would pull them out of school, take them for lunch and just do a health check on on how they're doing, how school's going. And she kept a binder and she would take notes and like look back from month to month and see what's going on in their life. I loved that idea. I loved that too. And I and that's something that can start now. Yeah. What a fun little like tradition. Like every first Monday of the month, I get to go to lunch with my mom out of school. Like I think that I have four, so maybe once uh, one a week per Monday. Right. right. But like that's like so much fun. Yeah. And I think that's like something you'll always remember. So cute for you too. Oh yeah. Oh, time with your children. I love that. Okay. Well, let's dive into our hits and misses of the week. What was your hit, Lauren? So my hit this week is fall break. I think fall break was like a big accomplishment because it was really fun. And I think we just kind of obviously needed the refresher from a crazy few months. I mean, we've had a little bit of fun along the way here, but um, we got to go to California for the week and more than half the week George was gone. So I was doing it solo. Oh my gosh. Um, But the kids did great. And I will say it's like probably one of our more successful trips. My kids just felt, I felt like they were really like positive and easy and like, they were grateful for, you know, and appreciative to things. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, I came back from that trip feeling actually refreshed. And yeah. like, that was fun. And I'm not like burnt out and just get me to school. I'm just over it today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Type thing. I, it just, it was, it was a good trip. And so. doesn't that make all the difference when oh. your children are grateful? Like oh, I would do yes. anything for my children. Like it's such a game changer when they're grateful oh, to me. Uh, totally. No, I totally agree. They need I, to figure out the game and do yeah. that more. <laughs> oh, I, I literally like spell it out for them. I'm like, all you have to do is do what I, do what I ask you to do here and there and say thank you. Like, yeah. and you pretty much can have whatever you want. I know, But right? it's like, but that still can be like, you it's know, still too challenged hard. <laughs> too much sometimes. Like, all I asked you to do is hang up your backpack, wash your hands. Like, don't like not walk away. Right. Do it. Right, <laughs> right. I know. Uh, flush the toilet. The yeah, basics it's like here. Not, yeah, yeah, not this hard. Oh my gosh, I know. Okay, well, my hit is kind of a big milestone. I'm excited, Lauren. My daughter, Kate, finished her first chapter book this week. Good. And it was a huge deal. It was so cute because we put our kids to bed at like 7.15, you know, whatever. And lately, because she's turning eight, like she's not necessarily super tired at that time. Sure. So I've told her, okay, just stay in your room, read a book, whatever. And so she's been reading every night, which is the cutest ever. And so one night this week, she came and found me at like 8.30. She'd been up a while. And she's like, mom, I finished my book. I finished it. I finished it. She was so excited. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So it was called Miss Daisy is Crazy. Oh, cute. And she told me all about Miss Daisy being crazy. And it was super cute. And so that was a big win for me. That is awesome. All that is I a want big accomplishment. is for my children to like to read. Oh, and that's going to be very hard to get. I just know. So you know. Because yeah, I hate I to read. Too. I hate it. 
I no, hate my to kids, read. My boys especially. I don't know what is so hard. I, I know. I wish. It's a struggle. It is. Because I feel like it's got so many benefits and I need to be better about it. But yeah. So we'll see. That was a good, good hit. Good one. Okay. What was your miss? My miss was um, yesterday we got a text. I got a text and uh, my a friend who happened to be on a walk, didn't even live on my, sh- like by me, said Gus is out. Oh, And no. I go, oh my gosh. And so I ran outside and she's like, I tried to stop him, but he ran away. And so I was like, okay, thank you like so much for texting me. It was just by chance she was walking, like her stroller. Are you for real? So, yeah. So I go, I ran inside, Tristan, hurry, get your bike. And I like shot him. I'm like, go that way. And I was like, oh, should I get in the car? What will be like most effective? Not by foot probably. So I jump in the car. I start the car. I'm trying to back out of my driveway. And then all of a sudden I see Gus darting this way into the cul-de-sac. No like way. Full speed. And I had kicked some of the neighbor kids out at that point. I'm like, guys, you got to go. I got to go find the dog. Yeah. So they're crossing the streets and Gus like comes and runs across and is chasing, not chasing, but running after the kids. And so I was like, oh my gosh, there's Gus. And I'm like, Emmett, hurry, help me. Oh my gosh. It was just kind of crazy. So we finally like got the leash, got him kind of cornered and we tied him down, got, not tied him down, but got him on the leash. And, um, Thank goodness, because I honestly was, I said to George, if our friend hadn't texted us at that moment, moment, I first of all, don't even know how long he was out. Oh what if he had gosh. been wandering in the yard for 30 minutes at that point? And secondly, if she didn't see him, he could have had hours on us before oh we noticed gosh. he was gone. And, and what we were, was your feeling when Gus was lost? Be George, honest. George is going to be devastated. Like really? I, I thought about George. Yeah. He was, he was going to be mad at me and he's going to be so upset. And I, I, and no, we found him pretty quick, actually. He must have ran back. But Jenny, my friend, said he had like darted down the road. So who knows where he was going to head. So then he came back, was in our, in, in at least the cul-de-sac where I could see where he was at. Then it was just like tackling him. Yeah. And once I called him, he actually kind of like obeyed fairly well. He didn't like make me run crazy. Gus. So I know. But that is the first time that's ever happened. Emmett and a friend, a neighbor friend, went through the back gate, which they never do. And it just kind of bounced. Oh, and so no. it was like not closed. And uh. so he just pushed it open and ran out. Oh my god! That happened once when he was a puppy. I can remember that. And he was in our neighbor across the street's yard in the flowers. And again, thank goodness we saw it happen. Yes. Again, they just could like run, run, run. Oh, and George then they're goners. George would be devastated. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, my mess of the week happened yesterday actually. And so um, I told you a few episodes back, like Luke has kind of been having trouble every now and then peeing in his bed. Like, it doesn't happen a lot. Maybe, like, twice a month, okay? Okay. Yesterday was one of those mornings, and I didn't sleep well the night before, and I woke up to his entire bed being soaked with pee oh, wow. all over him. Oh. And I literally, Lauren, I, sh- I stripped him down, and I brought him into bed with me, and then mom fell of the week. I left the pee in there for, like, until nighttime. I totally spaced it. I totally spaced it until I go to put him to bed the next night. And like, it's still soaked with pee. And I'm like, gross. I suck at life. No, How did I not get this clean? That's the worst. No, it was disgusting. And so I had to like strip the bed and just put a blanket down pretty much like a clean blanket. But I was like, dude, come on, Sarah. You're better than this. No, you you can clean the pee. It's okay. No, (laughs) but there is some truth to that. Or the worst is when like they're a little Uh, bit older and, um, 
they're not he's in a crib right you said that yeah, right? yeah he's, he's still in, a crib. in his crib yeah. or like the worst when like they take off their underwear and they like leave it somewhere and then they come and get you they change like usually my kids would like change your underwear oh. and they'd be like oh, i peed in the bed and then yeah. i'd like let them sleep with me or get a wipe and wipe them down yeah and then it's like the next day or night you find the underwear the mystery underwear. and i was like oh my gosh or it like guts on the car it depends where it is in the oh. bed or the carpet i like rage and I'm at like, that point no! do you throw the underwear away or do you try and salvage it I'm not going to lie. Some of, I have probably thrown away 10 pair of underwear. I will throw them away with like a poop thing. Yeah, like absolutely. If, and that was like rare. But if I had some sort of accident like that, I just don't even care. Absolutely. Goodbye. Underwear, I don't know. It depends if I like the underwear. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. It's, it's the exact same scenario with like the mystery sippy cup. Oh. Don't open the sippy cup. Don't open. Or let's be real. Even in the kids like Tupperware lunch. Like oh, if yeah. I put like a lunch thing in like a Tupperware and then it's like a weekend. It's gnarly. And then it's like Monday or Tuesday by the time we pack it again. I'm like throw oh. it away. I almost I'm just like such a lazy. You're going to get infected away. by some yeah. mold. Don't, yeah, it, I'm don't like, even oh, go I'm there. I'm just tossing this. Yeah, what it's was horrible. even in this? Like, know. you know, ketchup. Like, I don't even know. know. Ew. It was <laughs> right. Oh, man. Mom. Being mom is such ew. I know. That's such an adventure. Which you're going to find. I know it's so true all right well that will do us for this episode we are so happy you're here thanks for joining us we have new content every monday and we've really been tossing around the idea of kicking out like a thursday episode yeah oh we're I mean, trying with, guys yeah thursday it, it would maybe be like yeah pop culture tv talk yeah. bachelorette started this week you know we can talk our faces off about pop culture oh totally we Big love brothers it. wrapping up this month yeah it is it's it is, so good yeah so let us know what you think about that you can find us on instagram at the mom voice podcast and if you're wanting to you can shoot us an email at the mom voice podcast at gmail.com we have some fun guests lined up for november yeah, november is going to be a really exciting month it is so stay tuned for that and make sure you're subscribed for all the updates um anything else lauren no that will do it okay guys hope you have a great day we will see you next week take care of each other bye-bye